Hey guys, this is Bill with Combustible. On this episode, we answer a listener's question about what to do when senior firefighters aren't really engaged with the less experienced firefighters in the station. Actually, we don't necessarily answer the question. It's probably a little more accurate to say we talk at the question. Hatch throws out an observation about video games that levels Shane. Shane tells me where I'm wrong about all motivation being self-motivation. And I threaten to go into the leadership lessons of the movie The Three Amigos. We hope you enjoy it. We appreciate your patronage. Uh, yeah, and he wrote in, he said, When I started in the fire service, senior men and officers took an interest in my career and wanted to see me gain knowledge and expertise in my craft. Nowadays, I see more and more often that the senior guys would rather sit in front of the TV all day than train. They are tight-lipped in regards to knowledge and are more concerned with seeing someone fail or, quote, pay suffer, end quote, for rookie mistakes than succeed or learn. Is this because we as a fire service in general have become more lazy? Or, if by sharing knowledge, do some feel that they will become less valued and that by keeping those below them in the dark, they somehow have a leg up on them? That we simply become so busy with calls and daily tasks that time for knowledge sharing is forgotten? Or is it the newer guy's fault? Is it the newer guy's fault that they are not seeking out the information? So there's four. I feel like there's a lot. There. There's four they questions out there, right? on paper, so that yeah, yeah, so we can keep up with all four of them because it's uh, do the older guys are not care as much? Well, is it is it a question of being? His first question was: it is, is Let's it start question, with the first question. Is it a question of being lazy, or do they think that holding on to their knowledge makes them more valuable? I personally do not think anybody, or it'd be it, in my experience, be a rare individual that thinks holding on to their knowledge makes them more powerful in the fire service because you it's such a team event everything's team oriented so if you're the only one that knows what's happening for the team you're a one man team right I, everybody would, yeah, but I, I still just don't got think the individual like I, I agree but they I've, do I think yeah. that does happen I think I've people had do hang on me. to that you know there was <clears> I think it was a result that he because he was threatened by other people he he where he had a position of authority in the station and all of a sudden he had some people coming in that were maybe um, smart or capable and had skills and he felt threatened and his he felt like his pool was getting smaller and you know he held a grip on the, the things that he had and wouldn't wouldn't share them <laughs> I don't, I don't. and I remember saying at the time you know to myself all you're doing is trying to make it so that you can retain that knowledge as a, as a power. I, I think there's just so many different things there. I mean, you're talking about humans, knowledge? first of all. and <clears throat> You know, I would sometimes get caught into, I might not pass anything on or I might not talk about anything just because, you know, just my character flaws would be like, Nobody really wants to hear what I have to say, you know? So that's a dynamic. Man, that's why we have you on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you but. brought that up, Shane. <laughs> Sorry you for the one guy who's here to listen to you Shane. You can go ahead and leave now. <laughs> but I guess my point is, is there's it could be so many different things. I think it could be... Maybe they are lazy. I sure. Think there's probably there's, some of that. I'm tired of dealing with this. I don't want to tell anybody well, anything else anymore. I'm not saying it's right. None of it's right. Something that I, I, <clears throat> I try to talk about a lot is, so let's say, I don't know how many years this guy has on, 15, 10? I have no idea. Anyway, wherever it is. So a lot of guys look at the guys at the top, you know, you know, the fire chief, deputy chiefs, assistant chiefs, whatever it is, and they're, they're wanting those guys to change, you know. Those guys, they need to do this, and they need to shape the department. 
not realizing those guys are in the twilight of their career, wherever they are. They're in the last five years, let's say. Right. Looking for them to totally revamp how they've done things for the last 20, 25 years in the last five is ridiculous. Push that change down that you want to see the department change into. You know, if it's the new guys coming on, you be that catalyst to change and start driving that sharing of knowledge and, and showing right. that this is the way it's going. Stop waiting for somebody else to be the one to do the sharing or, or you know, to share with you or to change and become that, that role model. You become that role model. Now, I, I just think it's unrealistic to think those guys in the last few years of their career, they may be coasting, they may be retired on duty or however it is. Not that that's right, uh, but I just don't think it's realistic for them to come to an epiphany in the last five years that they, they need to do something completely different. Thoughts? The, feedback? Well, the the example that comes to mind, and I've used this before, so if anybody's already heard this, my apologies, but when I got when I came out of the academy, I got sent to the airport station and say what you want about what that said about me as a recruit, but um, when I got there, there were three drivers assigned to the station, and they would fight over who's turn it was to drive the crash truck because the crash truck wouldn't go anywhere that day and it was, you know. and uh, Great environment. Yeah. Perfect for a, a new firefighter. So sarcasm. I didn't care look. I didn't care about uh, being on the crash truck. I was, I really wanted to be, I wanted to go run calls so I, I you know, it, it cracked me up watching them fight about it. And then uh, for, for whatever reason, right around that time within about a year and a half we had three other rookies in the station so a year and a half in there's four rookies at the station and um, we were very we wanted to do things we were constantly reloading hose we were doing whatever we were busy all the time and after about a year and a half of that those drivers were no longer fighting to be on the crash truck they were fighting to be on the engine and we didn't set out to change their minds. We were just kind of like, screw them. Let them do whatever they want. We're going to do what we want. You know, we we were being engaged, and it somehow, and I'm not trying to take credit for it because I really don't know how we did it. But it was contagious. Yeah, it's peer it pressure. Was. It it's was. It's peer pressure. And, I, you know, then it turned into they were fighting over who was going to be on the engine. And it was a, I, I don't know how to duplicate. If I could duplicate it, I would. But. But I think that's in most cases. Most people want to be a part of a winning team. You know, right. even, even the guys that are lazy and whatever, they still want to be part of a winning team. Nobody wants to go to the fire and it go badly. Right. You know, so when they see guys that are motivated and whatever, that that's that's like a you know a positive. People want to be around that. People want to be around winners. I do think it's seductive. I mean, although you're at the airport, but you, you do get people that <laughs> you do get. <laughs> You do get people that um, fall into that trap, I think, especially late in their careers where they think that when they leave the department, the station, the battalion, are going to fall apart. This place will not survive without me. I have this conversation with people all the time thinking of you and your con- – and I think it was told to you, you know, this place will not build a statue of you yeah, when yeah. you leave. <laughs> yeah. And I use that all the time to get people back to the rea- reality of just what you're saying yeah. is – this big old, you know, machine, fire yeah. fire machine is going to keep on rolling. Right. They will replace you tomorrow. <clears throat> not saying that what you do here is not important. But it right. is. The system has no choice but to replace. Right, you. right, right, right. You know, you are not the linchpin that is holding this whole thing together. Although you may feel like it at times, so just bear that in mind and take care of yourself too from time to time. Well, and you need to. Even if you set yourself up, even if you become that person that is using knowledge as a as a, a 
as power over other people. And you say, okay, well, I'm going to be the only one in the department that knows how to do X, you know. Um, when you leave and there and nobody's able to, someone's going to figure yeah, it out. Job. It might take a two yeah. weeks. It might take two months. Right, right. They'll find someone. They are going to find someone to keep it going. And it Agreed. just, yeah. you know. But this day and age, I just don't see how you can hide knowledge. There's so much out there, you know. It's you know, difficult on the to. web. I mean, if there's some concept that you know is you know the the flow path or whatever, and right. your guys the guru flow path for your department, there is a plethora of stuff on the internet yeah. that you could get just as much knowledge as anybody. If else it's about. a piece of equipment, yeah, there's there's a there's somebody out there that knows how to operate that equipment, other than the guy sitting in the recliner. And yes, I did use the word plethora. I apologize. <laughs> Would you say I have a plethora? A plethora. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, it just came out. Um, but are so you I, using I don't... plethora like I'm using plethora. Three amigos. <laughs> no, I wasn't using. Oh, it. I was gosh. actually using it as using a word. It as, like really using it. Yeah, I wasn't doing a movie line. line. There's a whole scene in Three Amigos about plethora. Okay, sorry. Not, Go ahead. It's not one of my favorite movies. Uh, so anyway, I, I just don't see how people are really you know holding, what I'm gonna do. holding that knowledge. We're going to do an episode on leadership lessons of Three Amigos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the oblivious one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd actually be pretty right, funny. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Well, and so just you know, just that I just don't see how people can necessarily hide or hold on to information right. per se. I, I just think it's, in this day and age, in this day and age, right. it's, it's pretty readily available unless it's like specifics of like. You know, moves that are coming up in your department, stuff that you know, like that, I can see, but that, that well, but that's just going to happen anyway. There's there's a it time, marginalizes a them, that. huh? It marginalizes them. It makes them more and more isolated, right? You know. So I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see that. So what was the next right. question? The next question. We did we, we actually get that question? No, we completely did not answer it. Like we do not answer most of them. We oh. just give our points of view and move on, <laughs> and we move next. on. We leave you Thanks questioning question. more. Next. And we move on to that. Yes, there are people in the department that are lazy. Yeah. Yes, there are people in the department that might be holding knowledge hostage as a you know as a weapon against you. But there's ways around both of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's an ineffective weapon. But yeah, I guess it does happen. Yes, there are people lazy, but in my opinion, be that change. I mean, I, I had a I had a driver that did not want to reload five inch, and I couldn't stand when it looked messy. And if I asked, can we reload the five inch? He'd go, no. So the solution to that was I'd go out and pull half of it off onto the floor and then go in and go, can we reload the five inch? And he'd go, no. And I'd go, well, half of it's already on the floor. I kind of messed up. So we should just go ahead and take the, the rest of the five inch off and make sure it looks good, right? And then we got to reload the five inch. <laughs> Bill you know? was everybody's favorite rookie. <laughs> But I mean, it was his no was out of a, a lazy right, right, right. You know, and, and, and it, like we kind of pushed him in that. You know, hey, let's do this. Yeah, and I, I mean, I see that happen. You know, people get lazy at the last parts of their career, and it's, I don't think it's a conscious thing of not wanting to share. I just, you know, part of right. what Shane said. You know, they don't think what they have is is valuable to anybody. And a lot of times, we think what we have is common knowledge. And a lot of times it's not common yeah. knowledge. And so we don't realize we're not sharing it. We're not sharing it out of spite. We're not sharing it because we just figure everybody already gets it. Why well, talk about the mundane and what right. we already know. But right. a lot of things aren't that way. Yeah, we had a, a discussion <clears throat> about one of uh, one of our kinds of leave in the department and that we just assume that the, 
the recruits coming out into the field understand that leave right. and how it's used, and we're realizing, you know what? No they one don't. ever gives them an explanation yeah. of what and this says, is. says, here's why you get this. Here's how you use it. Here's you what know. it looks like, right? Yeah. Here's why it's <clears> different <throat> every month. You know, it, there's no explanation. We just assume. And we, for my department, I guess, and we do that a lot. I, I say in, probably in the fire service we do that a lot. We talk about, like, you know, hold people accountable. But we never show you what holding people accountable looks like. Right. You know, what does that documentation look like? You know, what is that? How do you accomplish that? You know, how do you give a letter of counseling to somebody and they not be, you know, ready to fight or whatever it is? You know, we we really don't do a good job of that. We just we throw those terms out there right. and just kind of let it go. Right. So yeah, I, I can see that. Let you define it <laughs> how you see fit. The other one that was, and I, I mean, I felt like such an idiot when it happened. My first day in the station, the bell went off at seven o'clock. And I didn't realize that they did that every morning at 7 o'clock. I thought we had a call. I ran to the truck and got dressed. I was sitting on the truck for five minutes waiting for guys to get on the truck before I finally got off and walked back into the day room and went, don't we have a call? I'm pretty sure we all did that at one point or another. <laughs> but why, the same thing. why don't we tell them, right. oh, by the way, every morning, every morning the bells can't go off at 7 o'clock. <laughs> there was a, a rookie from my class who was on the ship before me, and he gave me a briefing. When hey, I got man, there, tell you what's going to happen. He did. He did this exactly. <laughs> what he did. But you're right. To, the, to that point, is it took to that day for right. them to tell me that hey, they're going to do like a roll call this time. You know, right. you know, when you get a guy that's going to take your position, you can go home. You don't have to say anything to anybody. You don't have to clock out or anything like. That. We told oh, oh, yeah, this thanks. We yeah, just, this is how it works. We just assume everybody knows. Right, right, right. We do it every day. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, the mundane. We think right. it's mundane, right. but it's, it's not for everybody. So I don't always think it's laziness. Right. All right. The second uh, the second question was, have we simply become so busy with calls and daily tasks that time for knowledge sharing is forgotten? I'm I, I'm going to say we are busy, but I'm going to say there still is time for that sharing because that sharing happens all the time, nonstop. It happens on those during calls. the call. Yeah. When you get back, when you're riding back, when you're driving there, it, so the sharing continuously happens. Right. We are busy, but that's not a reason you don't. Everybody doesn't just go into lockdown when the when the call comes out and you just you know nobody right. speaks and. Well, I, I'd like to talk about when uh, you know you're on gas leaks or for us bomb threats. I know you guys don't do them. There's a lot of downtime while you're waiting for things to happen. Those are great times to start looking at buildings and yeah, say, yeah. you know, you know, how would you, uh, you know, vent that roof? You know, what would you do? But a lot of times people are just sitting there or trying to play on their phones or whatever, which they shouldn't be doing. But take that time. I mean, it's kind of a downtime, a yeah. little bit of a lull do in there, and, and do, do, do talk something. About building construction. Talk about where we'd stretch, what we'd stretch. Right, right, right. Well, especially if you're on scene with people that you might not get a lot of FaceTime with, if you're. You know, if you've got an assistant chief on scene and there's some right. downtime, yeah, maybe that's your opportunity to say, hey, chief, I've been meaning to ask you this or, you know, and give I, me your thoughts on this. Another thing I see happen a lot is a lot of times everybody wants that all to come from the officer, which is very heavy on the officer, right? I got all this paperwork I got to do. I got to put these reports in. I got to make sure this is right. And I got to teach and all this stuff. Those senior drivers can mm-hmm. step up into that role and really Absolutely. help out the officer and say, Hey, I'm going to take this off your plate, and I'm going to go do this. Or and if he doesn't know, granted, maybe the officer needs to teach that part of it or whatever. But there's a lot of knowledge that those guys can share down, and expectations the way the station runs and all this kind of stuff. But it seems like a lot of people are like, well, that's an officer's job. It is, and with his approval, you can get in there and get a lot of that done for them right. and, and make sure that that continues to happen. 
Right. All right. And the last part of the question was, is it the newer guy's fault that they are not seeking out the information? <sighs> fault. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some, I think there's some, there's some that do. Yeah, there's some that... Well, I think there's some fault in that if they're not. Right. Know. I mean, well, they, there's some that come... I, I had, when I was over training, we used to... It didn't have any bearing on where they went, but we used to poll everybody. We'd say, write down where you want to go. And I had a recruit write down that he wanted to go to supply. I thought you were going to say home. No. <laughs> no that would have been easy. Yeah, I want to go home. Oh, I can make that happen. No, we had one that wanted to go to supply. And I mean, I, I still have not figured that one out. <laughs> you know, I mean. I feel like I could do good there. Yeah. <laughs> Ten months of this, we, you know, fire agent. EMS training and you want to go to supply? But Wow. Um, so the question is, is, is it. Are is they, it upon them to they, ask for? Right. Are they are they getting to the station and just sitting down and, and waiting to be told to do things and not seeking out that information? And there are going to be some that'll do that. Uh, so I think for this new workforce that we are having to deal with, <laughs> since I've been chastised on putting labels on people, <clears throat> that just like anybody else, they want to be accepted. And so they want to enter into an environment where they want acceptance. So it's hard for them to be accepted if they come in asking, how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do so they, they really just kind of watch and mimic. Yeah, mimic. Right. And, and so and, and everything in their lives it really works that way. And I use this example a lot. Um, you know, I think this is ridiculous. So I, I'm not so old that I didn't play video games. I played video games. And when you originally would get Pitfalls. video games, well, pitfall. <laughs> How did you know what the buttons did in the moves? You read the directions. It said, right, you know, you, know right. you hit the button to jump, you do the double click to run, whatever it is. Jump on the crocodile head. Nowadays, there's no directions in it. Do you know how they know how to play? They just start mashing buttons. The first level is a tutorial. It walks uh, you through okay, yeah, okay. how to do it. And that's how they approach jobs, relationships, everything. You know, their first job is their tutorial job. We are teaching them right. how to get to work on time. How to be respectful, how to you know learn and, and do all these things. We're teaching them that. Their first wife is their tutorial wife. If this doesn't work out, I'll get a divorce and get a second one. That's how they're doing this. And, and, and it's and we kind of build it into them to, to do right. it that way. Is I don't want it's well, you're talking about pay suffer. Yeah, I've never heard I, that term before. That's that's great. But, pay suffer. So well, they don't it's really pay slash suffer. Yeah, they don't really understand that from the concept of the video game. You just respond. When it doesn't work out, boom, I'm just right back to starting all over again. So the pace suffered never really, you know, not game right. over, you just respond. Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so before us, you know, you know, one quarter, three tries on the pinball machines, whatever it was, game over and you moved on. Now it's just respond, respond, respond. I'm going to memorize this by doing it so many right. times. Well, the, the uh, older workforce, I'm trying to think how to keep myself <laughs> safe on this, the older workforce goes from the concept of, you have a limited number of tries here to get this get right, right, and we want you to, to approach. I'm really, I can see on y'all's faces. No, no, I have struck Pedro. Have. This is a good analogy. <laughs> so they have, you know, one quarter. There we go, right. and I got to get the high score. The other guys are like, I have unlimited tries to get this figured out because all I want to do is get to the end, right? And so it's that, uh, what was the movie with Tom Cruise? And that was what that was based off of. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it was Edge of, Edge of, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, right, right. So he just kept doing the yeah. things over and over again and getting killed, but he was memorizing what he had to do. Right. And that's how they look at it is, 
I don't care how many times I fail, I'm just going to memorize how this works out. It, oh, oh, so if I pull this, the driver's going to yell at me. All right, don't pull that again. All right, so if I go over here and turn this, oh, the officer yeah, yells at me. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Instead of just asking, right. what do I need to pull so that I don't get yelled at, they just keep trying different combinations, yeah. and we have to kind of you know, rework our head around, all right, wait a minute. <laughs> Stop pulling anything. Just pull this. What? What a... Wow. There are times when I... Hit you have shined right here. Yeah, yeah. So this is, this is it. I'm not going to say anything else. You should stop. I am done. Dear listener, <laughs> if we have this was those, the best I could do. If we had one of those chess clocks, you could hit the thing and stop your time. Bam. If, I, if I had a mic that I didn't care about and yeah. I spent $100 on it, yeah, I'd drop it drop right drop now. It, right. Boom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, it's not my mic. We had a... Uh, yeah, go ahead and drop it. We had someone in our department years ago that uh, kept ending up in front of the disciplinary... Um, in the process, yeah, and appealing, and uh, I asked our our chief. I was like, you know, why does this person keep doing this? I mean, it's just every time, and I mean, it was constant. And uh, he had a really, and it's in line with what you're talking about, but he had a really excellent explanation. This person was a um, was in the martial arts, and. He said, you know, if you just think about it, all they are trying to do is stay on their feet, and if they can just make it to the next round, that's a, that's success. So all this person is really trying to do is just outlast it. It was a completely... There was not a lesson in the corrective action every time. It was just, if I can outlast them giving me corrective action, then I win. That actually is not the point of martial arts. It's not to be hit and hit them more times than they hit you. But if you can last, if you can... if You, can, you still lose the fight. I, I'm just trying to... It made total sense when he told me about it. Getting to the belt is not the goal. <laughs> to make sure that guy doesn't get to the belt well, is the goal. This person was approaching it from a just outlast somebody. Yeah, well... I guess that's uh, some people. All right, so we really didn't talk about motivation, though. And when I first read this question, I really it really struck me as a, how do you motivate people? Does anybody want to chime in on that one? Man, You're I, coming off a win right now. I, I, I think I'm you telling should, you, I, yeah, I, I don't know if I have anything else. Too. I, oh, yeah, you do. I, I, I may be empty. Give me some time. We'll, we'll come up. Y'all, y'all chat amongst yourselves for a few minutes, and, and I'll jump in and interrupt like I normally do. I have a, an opinion that there's only, the only motivation is self-motivation. At its basest level, and I know uh, that well, gives expand on to that. use Shane's uh, verbiage that gives him a little bit of heartburn. But it sounds arrogant. Uh, so expand on it because it sounds arrogant. It does. The only I motivation is self motivation. Well, I mean, I, I can sound self serving. Maybe not. I arrogant. can beat you with a stick and get you to move. There would probably be some people that pay to see that actually, yeah. but. But, I mean, if, if I were, were beating you with a stick to get you to cross the street, somebody might say that I'm motivating you, but really I'm not. You could still stand there and, and refuse that's, to move. That's why I have an argument. I don't like, your, I don't like this, this statement, the way you say where everybody is self-motivated. Because if you break it down to the core essence of human interaction, the, I mean, what, what makes a body work, you are correct. Self-motivation is the only At thing that motivates. At some point, I have to decide that's, to move. I don't think that's fair to what that is. 
to what the question? He's because yes, you're right. At some point, I have to make the decision to do something different or to do something at all, no matter what. There are motivators that get me there, and I think that's more what the question is. I just I think I and I'm I'm not directing this necessarily at the person that asked the question, but I think that it's it becomes it can become easy to wait for somebody to motivate me. And well, I, I think some people fall into that that trap of waiting. I get that, but at some point, let's say that somebody that you're waiting for doesn't. Right. Then at some point that has an impact on the receiver. Sure. And they do something. They either sure. do it or they don't do it. And ultimately, I agree with you, it all boils down to self-motivation because that's just reality. That's just right. reality. But my argument is when we started this, you said nobody – I can't motivate anyone. It has to – it's self-motivation. I think I can set an example. I think I can show people how to do it. I think I can – That is but, motivating people. That um, is – you. so let me give you an example. We've been hiking. <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? You and me? You and me. You're We've actually been talking about when we hike. Yeah. Bill and Shane. Not Bill and Shane. So I'm not going to hike and with you Not that it's not bad enough that we're trying to see how fast we can get up Stone Mountain. We say, you know what? Let's put 30 pounds on see how fast we can go up Stone Mountain. Bill says, you know what? 30 pounds is not quite enough. Let's see if we can add 10 more to it and see how fast we can go up Stone Mountain. I do not want to do this. I told him from the beginning, do not do that. We're not there yet. It's a so what does Bill do? Bill shows up with the extra 10 pounds. That's a 10-pound And he says, you, you know what? Off. I'll take it. Don't worry about it. I got it. We get about, how am I not? I, you know, I don't want to do that. But I also don't want him to carry the whole thing by himself. So he has now motivated me to take motivation. some of that weight. I think it's more obligated, not that's, motivated. That's, that's a, that's a I guilted was, you into it. It's peer pressure. That's, well, yeah, it's peer pressure. Sure. It's a motivator. My yeah. point is because you, cannot, you let it be, it doesn't matter. That's why I'm saying your you argument will always be, you know, it, it, I, the only motivation is self motivation. And if, again, if you strip it down to its core essence, you are correct because I could have sat back and said, "Hey, carry that damn thing himself." Right. I told him not bring it. Right. But you did motivate me because I don't want you to have to do. Were you that. happy about it? No. In the end, no. But that you has sure? nothing to do with it. You sure? We, we cut four minutes off of our time yesterday. <laughs> oh, this was yesterday? This well, is this been week. going on for a few weeks now. This, is, yeah. this was like we've been we've made the decision to go up instead of just this nice walk around. around. So we see how bad we can make it suck, you know. And we keep ramping it up, and I don't know why. So anyway, constant improvement. This. I don't leave that alone. I'm sorry. But I guess so to his question is how do you motivate? I think the bottom line is, and this goes back to you, I think you just have to do you and what you think is right. Right. And set the example. This is what this is what you do. This, right. You did that as a rookie. You're right. I was gonna say this. I was gonna right. go back to your story of you guys, you know, originally your drivers fought to be on the end of the apparatus didn't even go anywhere. And then you guys became that contagious motivation right. of you guys were doing stuff and they wanted to be on, they wanted to be part of that winning team. So I think it's the motivation is exposing people to things that they don't realize they're missing knowledge, opportunities, right. recognition, 
from thinking about what you just said. You know, and, and so that to me is that 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 motivation is you expose them to those kind of things. You know, you exposed him to a different level of hurt that he didn't know that he was going to well, be obligated. He knew it. That's exactly <laughs> Listen, why I didn't want it. Anybody listening to this is going to make it, it, you sound like a victim. He, 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 wanna, was. he wanna, was. I was a victim. I just want to tell everybody that you've got me into some really long, long nights of misery based on a, hey, you know what we should do? So, uh, you know, this victim thing that you're doing. But, I mean, so I, I think that's the kind of the basis of the, the motivation is you're really just exposing people to opportunities and stuff they didn't realize that they had. Well, it's a different way of looking at it because, yeah, motivation. You might want to call it influence, maybe not motivation. Yeah, well, but I mean, it... it it, in my mind, was going the other way where you were trying to get people to do things that they knew they didn't want to do. But you're talking about getting people to do things that they don't realize that they actually do want to do. Right. Which is a different way of looking at it. It's a more positive spin. Well, that's because it comes from me and not from you. And again, oh. there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of... That part is true. <laughs> that, there, oh, there's, still, still got there's still a lot of um, dynamics involved in so because we've now again we've stripped it down to oh you just do this and then so now we're basically and again we're not telling people what you should do we're just having a conversation of what we think right how, this is how this works by no but, means let this motivate you you're right, exactly <laughs> you know the the thing is is we're assuming that the person that is going to be the motivator has everything they need to be the motivator whether it's the credibility the people skills the uh, the, the emotional intelligence and so forth and so on. It's kind of the conversation we've had. You could be the smartest individual in the world and know all kinds of things and have literally no ability to connect to pass that information on. And then then you're still sitting here saying, how do I motivate people? They won't listen to me. Yeah, but I mean, depending on who they are, sometimes that's, even that's a motivator. How many times, and again, this goes back to his whole self-motivation thing, but how many times has your worst boss motivated you to not work for that guy anymore or to move up and not have him be your boss anymore. You know, so the, the motivation comes in so many different ways. It's how you... Uh, I get I it from the boss perspective. I get it, but let's take it down. Let's take it down to the station level, okay? And we're okay. all firefighters. All right. That would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. <laughs> and I don't know how to... I don't want to mess oh, well, I'm this up. I'm glad you brought this up. Now that you don't know how to well, paint just, it out, I'm, this is I'm, great. I'm careful so to tiptoe through this little situation. But let's just say the three of us, right? Okay. And Hatch, Pose. you're, you're, you're just, you're a jerk. You're, you're arrogant. You come across like you know everything. Nobody cares what you have to say. You've, you've created this environment where you are you, Okay. How Are you reading nobody? from my first, perf- first performance evaluation? However, because it sounds like you're reading from my first performance evaluation. However, you are out there digging in, learning, cutting edge, trying to get all these things. Now you're you have this information, like, and this is good information. Right, right, right. But the fact of the matter is, because you've created an environment prior to that or yeah. during that, my personality nobody is so cares repulsive. what you have to say. Right, that's a problem. Yeah. That is a show-stopping problem. Yeah. And, and the problem is, is I can tell I you it. that. <laughs> just goes, and, yeah. and guess no, what? I, I You're know. still you. And you don't even... I could sit down, yeah. you and I are good buddies, and I tell you exactly that. 
at you got a lot of great things. You truly have a lot of good things. None of it goes anywhere because you piss everybody off. Right. Okay. Stop pissing everybody off. But you realize nobody changes unless they want to change themselves. So uh, wait, well, we're back to self motivation. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, and I'm not. I, I didn't say that. No, no, what wrong. If, no, what no. if they do want to change, I, I get but the they points. just can't because it's that's woven into who they are. Everybody how do you get? How do you get out of that? To be motivated to change. <laughs> just kidding. I'm you're, you're you're not not a I do. Jerker I do want to ask anything. I love you. You just Gosh. made me think of something, and I want to go back to that. That individual who's holding knowledge as, as hostage. The thing that that does for that person is, if I'm if I'm the person holding on to knowledge as as power over you, and you go get knowledge that I don't have, you might not be that kind of a person, but I see you as that because I'm seeing you right. the way I see it. Now I see you as having power over me, and it's not going to make the situation better. Better, right? You have to be very, very open that I'm not holding any. I want to, you know, let me tell you about this. Let me, because right. that person's going to see you. You're, you're squinting your eyes like you don't. Well, this, I, think, I think we got really in the weeds there. And no, it's okay. I think it's, no, I think, it, I think it's good. It leads to good conversation because we read all kinds of books. You read books. You read books. I read books. Leadership, management, whatever the case may be. Come and they are, very, they are very static theoretical approach do this or this is what you should do and they never I feel like take in the true dynamics of people being in the equation and so never they're never the same for any of them ever this three people on the engine company is going to operate and be motivated different than the next three people right. on the engine company true um, again I don't know that we're not answering <laughs> questions we're just having conversation right and start off trying to say, oh, I know the no, answer to I, this. I think your point that people can just be good at in all areas, but just be toxic. But I think they can change it. I mean, it, yes, it is woven into them. But I think that you can learn to stop yourself and say, you know what, I'm doing that thing again where yeah, but can, I'm driving doesn't people away. How long does it take an environment that you live in to recognize that and to start to... Bring back your legitimacy. It might take a lifetime. Have you seen it? Have y'all witnessed anybody yeah. get an epiphany and change? No. To oh, you mean it personally? Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Not, not you personally, but have you witnessed somebody that you work with that had that caustic personality? Absolutely. And change? Oh, really? I have not seen, and unless I'm forgetting some, because I, I have a, I can think of several over the years, and I, I, no, I don't. So where I got to that was. I didn't try to change them. I changed me. I yeah. changed how I looked at the situation, and I started peeling back the layers of, okay, how how does that person come to be this individual? You right. Know, blah blah blah. And so, once I can do that, I can relate a little bit better. I've used this several times, and I don't know where I got it from, but uh, I always liked it because it always helped me see their point of view better. That every villain is the hero of their own story, meaning from their perspective. They're doing right. Right. And if you can kind of start looking at it from their perspective, it makes it a little easier to understand, you know. So you're talking about this guy that's, you know, so arrogant, blah, 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 blah. Maybe they grew up in a, you know, a, a foster home or something like that, and they had to be that way right. to be survive, and it just molded them into who they are, and they just don't know that they 
Although they, you tell them they come across that way as a survival instinct, they they hold to it because that's who they are. Right. You know. So if you can kind of wrap your head around that and realize, oh, okay, so great qualities right. here. If you get past all this rough edges stuff, you know, the all one, of us have character flaws. The one that gets thrown out all the time that I hear is the, uh, oh, well, he's an only child, and everybody goes, oh, well, that explains it. Yeah, yeah, that does explain. <laughs> it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, that's 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 totally what that is. You know. You're saying, oh, you're this person, and it's because of this. Right. You know. And, yeah, that that probably did, you know, all of our experiences hopefully build who we are. Yeah. Keep building who we yeah, are. Yeah, absolutely. But I think everybody, I think people do have the ability to recognize it. It's the, hard. It takes that self-reflection. Right, right. Piece. So the funny part is, is I didn't do this much when I was a captain. I did this much more as a chief looking at it like that because you're dealing with, you know, Dealing with captains from afar, you know, you're not in the right. station with them on a daily basis. So I started looking at that, like, not necessarily what motivate, how to motivate them, but what motivates them, right. you know, what, how they made up. How are they As a station them? captain, you know, I was, I was the one to deal with, and I actually recently had somebody come to me and say, "Did you have you realized that you're much nicer as a captain, I mean, as a chief, than you were as a captain?" <laughs> and I was like, "Why did you say that?" So he told a story about meeting me as a captain. That didn't go well, as you might expect, you know, meeting Hatch as a captain. I was, I was a little blunt and to the point with him, and he didn't appreciate it. I've heard it. that a few times, and I'm always shocked yeah. because yeah. I don't feel like it. I'm shocked. Shocked that I'm blunt and to the point? No, you, yeah, no, I know you are, but I've heard the same thing about me. And I'm that like, you were nicer as a chief than yeah. as a captain? Which is weird because I, was, I thought I was a pretty nice guy as captain. <laughs> I, I think part of that goes with the, the higher you get, the, the accountability, and it's still there, but you're not, you're not, throwing around that accountability at those firefighters or those you're, you're not as close to them well I think you're also constantly growing and constantly or you should be you constantly are, growing right. constantly evolving and so you're For a, to the better right, right so you're learning and, and things like that so I think that has a lot to do with it as well but I, I think we're kind of really missing what I this do guy like, has I do like your point I'm going to make a, I'm going to make sure I understand it we're correctly back to this. Um, you're, you're right that when you have that individual or you recognize that person or you think that's a situation that you probably should pause for a moment and try to look through this from a different lens and, and the perspective, not just from yours, and we talk about that all the time, to be careful just constantly looking through your lens because you're only getting your point of view and to remove yourself and at least attempt to see how they may be seeing it. Right, because how many times have you been in a conversation and you're talking about somebody and you're like, oh, that guy is so, uh, you know, that guy needs to work on his people skills or that guy's so arrogant or that guy's just, all right, accept that. Accept that he is. Figure it. Work now find it. out from what yeah. what good things does that guy, you, you've already identified what the negatives were. You know, of his personality or whatever. But is this guy capable? Is this guy passionate you know about you, the job? You, you're bringing up a good point because we we constantly say, and I believe this now. The more and more I'm in it, we should focus less on what an individual does bad and focus more on what an individual does good. So if you know, if I'm a, if I don't do this well, except that I don't do this well. But there's other things that I do really good and focus on those and make those even stronger. Right. So going back to our uh, listener who sent this question in, you know, so you have those new generation workforce coming in, you know, be that role model for them of this is the way it's supposed to be done. You kind of take them under your wing. And for the older ones, also be that role model of showing them, hey, you know, I get it. You're at the end, whatever. But there's a lot there that you still have to to offer, uh, you know. 
again, I, I kind of say it's, you're that change agent. You are that person. You're identifying the problem, but it also you are part of the solution. You're a huge part of the solution because you see it and they don't. You know what I mean? You're seeing what the, the different dynamics are and the two cultures I'm, clashing I'm totally, together. I'm totally still in your analogy that you gave us earlier about the video game. <laughs> because what a great intro into a young workforce getting ready oh. to come into this business to say, listen, and I'm going to turn this around. I use that joke. This is not a video game. I understand where you may be coming from. And this is just me talking out loud. Right, right, but it right. would be nice to say this business is not a video game. And there are very there are a lot of aspects of what we do where you don't get a redo. Right, right, right. You don't get So I understand where you're coming from. And I understand why you may be pre-wired, but take note. There are some very dangerous parts of this job that there are no redos. Right, and like we've said before, we expect you to operate at a high level with very few mistakes with everything on the line. So to that concept, yes, we don't, we're not looking for you to say, oh, you pulled the wrong line? It's okay. Next time, we'll, it'll be okay. We'll just respond. It, it doesn't work like that. We want it to be right, and that's why we want you to ask on the front end right. what's the right thing you know, and learn. It's just we need to help them understand that concept of right. that, that's how you have to learn. It's just not repetitive trying. I don't know if we answered Bill got on quiet. I, I think, think he fell asleep. I, no, no. I, I was taking it all in. He's going to um, debate us. He's putting I, his no? bullets in his nope, in nope, the old nope. barrel, getting ready to start shooting. That's right. Nope. Um, <laughs> nope. I, I do think we kind of answered the question. I'm going to stay well, pseudo positive here. We kind of think we kind of did. Well, he'll let us know. You, yeah, you know send us another email so, yeah. when you hear this episode. You guys are way if off on and that. when it actually comes out, depending on our comfort levels, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can send us an email or reach out to us on uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yep. Bill at CTP. At Bill. At Bill CTP. Yeah. Sorry. At Hatch CTP. At A Shane CTP. Yeah. And on Facebook. Yeah. On Facebook. That's how we got this question. Uh, it was messaged to us on Facebook. So Combustible the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We love it. Um, real quick, what are you reading right now? Hatch. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm rereading uh, Extreme Ownership. Okay. Which happens to be sitting on Shane's desk right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the one I'm currently reading. I'm currently reading The Servant Leader. The Servant Leader. I've heard that one. That one's trosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is it good? You like it? I like it. I like it. I'd say that would be now more of my leadership style. I'm there to serve my members. Well, I think it's a the, the the analogy should everybody pictures the organization as a pyramid, and it's but it really should be an upside down pyramid. Right, right, right. The closer you get to the the top of the organization, the further you are down right. in that pyramid, and the more people you're holding up. Mm-hmm. And that's that servant mentality. Yeah, you know, I'm here to help you. Uh, the Colin Powell quote, and I love it, and I'm paraphrasing, but he says, you know, as a leader, that uh, your folks are going to bring you problems. And it's either because if they stop bringing you problems, it's because they feel that uh, either you can't fix it for them or you don't care. But either one of those two things is a failure of your leadership if they stop bringing you problems. So I'm constantly trying to remind myself when somebody brings me something and I think, really, Why are they bringing you, this to you me? want me to deal with this? It's That's because they. I'm glad that they think that I can fix it for them. I, I kind of try and remind myself of that that servant mentality. 
You don't get the comments from your wife like, isn't there anybody else that can handle this for them? <laughs> I get those a lot. There's nobody else there that can do this. I'm starting to get that. Yeah. She doesn't actually sound like that. She's not a very nice-sounding lady. Well, Southern Bellish. I am um, I'm reading. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bill. Leading, what, are, what are you reading, Bill? Leading at the end. Oh, sure. <laughs> we forgot about Bill. It's okay. It's okay. Nobody cares what Bill's reading. No. <laughs> Sorry. Um, leading, leading, leading at the edge, at which the is edge. Uh, not from the edge. At the edge. I want to say it's at the edge, which is uh, uh, they use Shackleton's uh, doomed exploration of Antarctica as a illustration of leadership qualities, and I'm right in the beginning of it. But uh, and that's so uh, on a, some friends of ours. That was some of their top leadership books. Was was the, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. it's it's literally not a leadership per se book. It's a story. Story. And, but a lot of people said that the leadership from that was very. Um, now the one I'm reading is leadership. Right, right, right. But the endurance. Endurance. That's oh, what I'm yeah, talking that's, about. That's my favorite book of all time. That is a great. Book. Right, right. So that's what I'm saying. A lot yeah. of people will classify that oh, as a God, great like, leadership book. But when you read yeah. it, please don't go into it thinking gonna this is going to say right, leadership for you. Yeah. Right, right. It's literally a story. Right. That you have to glean the leadership yeah. from it. And it's the so yours is basically taking that that and, story and they're yeah they are yeah, taking yeah. those leadership qualities okay. out of it. Hmm. So that's probably the one it should be. That'd be pretty interesting. Um, yeah. So that's it. And uh, keep sending us questions, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. Sorry, see ya. I had more, and I left it up. <laughs> <laughs>